Thank you, Kai. Oh, well, man. What a great presence. Thank you, musicians and singers. You, you've just taken us there. We've been talking about waiting on God, haven't we? Guess what this is? Waiting on God. This is what you do in your own private world. You don't have to come to a meeting to have this. You can have it in your own bedroom, your own lounge. This is what I was talking about this morning. This is where God does more behind your back than in front of your face. I said, this is where God does more behind your back than in front of your face. Some of you are going to go home changed just because you've been in his presence. And that's, I believe, we have to nurture this. This is so important to your future. This is so important to your day. Tomorrow's going to require this. This is what separates you from this world. You don't get this in this world. You get this from the throne of grace. And so you create a throne of grace in your world. Grace is the operational power of God coming to you on a continuing basis. I don't know how long we've been, I haven't even looked at my watch, but all I know is that I've been, there's a throne of grace directed at my life. The last whatever's happening. You don't really have to preach, but you do need this. I said, you do need this. And if I can help you to nurture this, then I've done a good job. (laughs) All I want to do is help you to nurture this. My God. I don't really feel like talking. I feel like lying on the floor. (laughs) This is what happens to me. I get this kind of atmosphere. I love your leaders for producing this kind of thing. I love them for the willingness to pioneer something like this. It doesn't come without a price. It's very unselfish to create an atmosphere where man's not required. Who heard me? I said, it's very unselfish to create an environment where man is not required. You need God more than you need man. You need the presence of God more than you need a sermon. I said you need the presence of God more than you need a sermon. Because if you just get a sermon, you're just going to get more religious than you are now. That's scary. I'm talking about the church in general. Because we're used to coming to listen to sermons. 
And then we go home thinking that we've done it. My God, it's not what it's about. That's why he sent his Holy Spirit to us. We need the Word of God. But you don't need the Word of God without the Spirit of God. That's what happened to the, to the religious leaders of Jesus' day. They had all the Word. And they rejected the Spirit because it was beyond their natural mind and they couldn't handle it. Well, I'm telling you, God's just getting you ready to take you beyond your natural mind. I said, God's getting you ready to take you beyond your natural mind. Your natural mind cannot comprehend spiritual things. Your natural mind is an enemy of spiritual things. I said, your natural mind is an enemy of spiritual things. If God was to pour out his glory now, I wonder how many people would leave because of the what they can't comprehend. If you're a visitor, I don't know what's going to happen tonight. You might get the fr hell frightened out of you. I've seen people leave meetings. I remember being in a meeting in, in Mel, I think it was Melbourne, in a conference, and a young couple had just got married, and the young bride had just married a very conservative minister's son, and they came to my meeting, and it was one of those meetings that I had really no control over. The Spirit of God beat me to the meeting. And next thing, this couple was heading out the door. I didn't know they were leaving the meeting because he couldn't handle it. But I called him back. I didn't know that he was leaving the meeting. I just thought he might go to the bathroom or something. I don't know. I called him back and he came forward and stood in front of me. And the power of God decked him on the floor. He was leaving the meeting because he couldn't handle it. His wife, I talked to his wife just, just, just recently. He said, he, he was telling me that he was leaving the meeting because he couldn't handle the power of the presence. He was stuck to the floor and they're both stuck to the floor and he kept saying for the rest of the meeting, I can't get off the floor, I can't get off the floor, I can't get off the floor. He stayed there the whole meeting. <laughs> Got totally changed. Hallelujah. We're making room for the presence. You're making room for what's not going to, not just going to happen in church, it's going to happen in your own home, in your own workplace, in your own private world. Come on, who's with me here? Takes it beyond the mind, takes it beyond. I really want you to understand that because we, you're living in an intellectual climate where as long as you can understand it, it's safe. No, it's not. No, it's not. You're safer in the realm of the kingdom. Amen. Who's hearing me today? I don't know whether you're going to handle it or not. I don't know. I was in a meeting and I just, I don't know whether I told the story or not, but I just get ready for the Holy Spirit tonight. That's what I'm saying. Amen. But I was in a meeting in South Bend, Indiana. And uh, 
the first meeting they gave me was a, a meeting of 150 women. And the pastor had to go away, he had something else to do, so I had to introduce myself. And I was just introducing myself, and, and suddenly the Spirit of God swept through the meeting. He beat me to, to the meeting again. And what was scary about it was that there was women were falling off their chairs. I mean, it was, it was, like, a, it was like a circus. Honestly, mate, I was, I was frightened myself. There was bodies falling over, and, and I'm, I'm trying to say, I'm saying, God, you did this. I, I'm going to get the blame for this, and I haven't even said anything that's caused it. This is true. Is that true to you? I mean, it was scary. I mean, literally people were falling off their chairs. How do you fall off a chair sitting here like that? You fall off it. What? Ladies, be careful. And then I started saying, well, I, I'm thinking, I've got to try and justify this. So I said, ladies, this is God bringing refreshing. And just as I finished saying it, someone shouts out, but she's bleeding from the head. <laughs> well, I don't know what's going to happen here. When the, Spirit of God, when the Spirit turns up, I'm telling you, get ready for what God's about to do in the coming age. I had no control. I didn't do it. I had nothing to do with it. But I'm sure I was going to get the blame for it. That was worrying me. And then they're going to tell the pastor. They took her off to the doctor. And the doctor stitched up her head and she couldn't wait to come back. She said, I've got to go and tell Fergus something. She came back to the meeting to tell me that When she fell off the chair and cracked her head, she fell in love with her husband again. <laughs> that was, am I right, Judy? Some of you ladies did your head cracked. I don't know, I just, no, I'm not saying that, but maybe that's what's gotta happen. I don't know. When the Holy Spirit. And the story goes, this is, I'm sure this is not going to happen here, no, don't worry. Not if I've got anything to say about it. I'll be talking to the Holy Spirit about this before we go any further. But literally, I just want you to understand. They've been living at the opposite end of the house. They're going for a divorce. Living in the same house at the other end. And she said, I can't wait to get home and tell my, my husband that I love him. You got some marriage restored. I don't care how crazy it's got to get to have some life restored. Come on. I was in, in the same series of meetings. And a, a woman came to the meeting and gave her heart to Jesus. Went home, went home and told her husband. Her husband was so mad at her for going to church and getting saved that he walked out of the marriage right there and then. Not just out of the house, out of, not just out of the town, but out of the state. Overnight, he just ran away. She wouldn't come back to any more of her meetings. On the last, on the last night, her friends went and persuaded her to come. We prayed for her. I'm talking like this because the Holy Spirit wants to come and do things for you that you can't do for yourself. 
I love the Holy Spirit. He might do some things that, not used, that you're not used to, but I'll tell you, the result's going to be glorious. Yeah. What happened was, she came, they brought her back, and we prayed for her. When she went home that night, on a, when she went to bed, she looked up, and the words restored were written on the wall above her bed. And that, she had only just gone to her bedroom and the phone went. It was her husband saying, I'm coming home to have my marriage restored. Those are the words he used. And the following year, I was back up there, there in the second row with her hands in the air, worshiping God. He's called the Holy Spirit. He's called the Holy Spirit of God. He's here. Not just to do something for you, but to flow through you. I said, he's here to flow through. The purpose of Adam was God put him on the earth to flow through him. The Holy Spirit here to flow through you. And I'm suggesting tonight that we just let everything go. Take the price off your head. And out of yieldingness, endeavor to catch what I've got to say tonight in these next few minutes because I, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to do something. Do you want a, a service that has three songs and a prayer and we all go home, a prayer mess and we all go home? Is that what God's called us to do? I'm not saying we have to stay a long time. I'm just saying <sighs> we're here to connect with the heartbeat of God. That's what I'm saying. I said we're here to connect with the heartbeat of God. You're that important that he designed you to be connected to him from your heart. Your body's not you. Your soul is not you. Your spirit is you. Your heart is you. And God wants to get to your heart tonight so you can have a connection to him so he can flow through you. Hallelujah. That was the sole purpose of creating man. His love is for man. I said his love is for you. I said his love is intense for you. Like he created Adam, he created you so he could come and flow through you and bless you and increase you and override you with blessing so that wherever you go, you're just a flood of blessing to everyone else around you. That's why he created you. He's not worrying about all the things that are wrong. I said he's not worrying about that. Love forgives, love forgets, love heals, love restores. Love recreates. He's more concerned about whether he can get access to you. He's not worrying about your problems tonight. He can deal with that in love. But it's the person that wants to control his life and think that he, that he can get the blessing of God without God. That's the problem. Independence thinking that they've got to get it for themselves. No, 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 no. It's 
you just you've just felt the presence of God flowing tonight towards you. What did you do? All you did was just position your heart. And he visited you. I want to take it a little bit further. So you can receive and then release it. You can be on the receiving end so that you can release it. Amen. All right. God. Your mind's not you. Your body's not you. Please hear me tonight. Remember, there's a connection tonight. And in that connection, God receives a face. And your connection, like God, has a face to show you. You don't have to try. He comes and shows you himself. <sighs> Go home now. If you've got that, you'll just be looking for his face. Not looking to try and climb some 10 principles to get there. You're just looking for him. And as far as I'm concerned, tonight the Holy Spirit has to be the center of every great church or every gathering of people, whether 20,000 people or 40 people. The center of it's got to be the Holy Spirit. It's not the size of your church or a community. It's the influence of a people. It's the influence. Come here, Judy. I love this. I love this chick. She's hung around me for 55 years. <laughs> Judy never wanted to be a pastor's wife. I never wanted to be a pastor, actually. <laughs> but she didn't want to be a pastor's wife. But she carries influence. Come on. And, and that's what I, I just know that, I know Judy, and I just know that she never run around looking for anything, trying to be anything. She's just who she is. But I want you to tell you about the next door neighbor, about Hazel, and about meeting your son in the, in the airline. I don't know whether you've told the story here or not, but you're going to tell it again whether you like it or not. You can do as you're told for once. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Okay, no. <coughs> okay, so. I was sitting in Sydney Airport, and um, prior to that I, I would have a story for my boys every morning, um, Monday to Friday, just for about ten minutes. I'd read them a little Bible story, two questions, and then pray for my boys. Well, this carried on, and, and kids from my street would come in. I ended up with about 14 children coming every morning in my house. Now, I thought that was just such a common thing for every mum. But I find out I haven't heard anybody else. But anyway, that's all right. So I did this anyway, and, and I led all these children to the Lord. And about 28 years later, I'm sitting in Sydney Airport. Ferg had gone somewhere, and I was just on my own looking down and I, as I looked up this tall young man standing in front of me <clears throat> and he says you wouldn't be Judy McIntyre by any chance I go yeah I am he said you used to smack me <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Don't tell anybody, will you? <laughs> so anybody go, did I? I and I knew I did, actually. <laughs> Acting as if so innocent, you know. And he said, but I've just arrived in Australia, coming from New Zealand. And he said, I said in my heart, I backslid him, and I was saying in my heart to the Lord, if I ever bump into Fergal or Jude McIntyre, I'll come back to you. <laughs> so as he's saying this, he's coming down the escalator, and we're going up. And he's going, I'm sure that's Judy McIntyre. <laughs> so he follows me to where I'm sitting. And here he is just standing in front of me. So I said, well, mate, know what you got to do, hey? He says, yes, I do. So isn't God good? Yeah. Hey? You know, every, every action, every action we do, good or bad, is a seed sown somewhere. Hey, that's powerful. So be encouraged. Is that right, sir? Yeah, that's right. But I want you to tell me about his mother. His mother, oh, the lady next door, his mother, yeah. Okay. So anyway, the lady next door. This is all about influence. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, when Ferg would go to work in the morning, and not all the time, but just a couple of times, the car wouldn't go. So I'd, I'd help sort of push it down the driveway to get it going, you see. And so unbeknown to me, that our lady next door, she built a fence because she didn't like Christians, hated them in fact, but she built the fence, so that was all right. We didn't have to pay anything, eh? <laughs> but in the meantime, she's got this, uh, like a net curtain in a kitchen and she'd listen and look behind this curtain whenever Ferg would go to work. Because every morning pretty well, I mean, I didn't push the car, but I'd, I'd say something lovely to him. I'd go, see ya, honey, have a super day, love ya. You know, and she'd be behind that curtain, she'd go, <sighs> with her husband, she'd kick him out and swear and do all sorts of things and send him to work. Anyway, time went by and we were at home and we had some unchurched people in our lounge. We'd never seen her because she wouldn't come out when we were around. But anyway, we were talking to our friends and she comes in the door and she's so mad. So she comes up to us and she goes, when's church? <laughs> and we go, tomorrow? I'm coming. I go, oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> so she comes to church the next day with her son, no, yeah, one of her children anyway, and, and gets totally converted. And then she tells me the story how she said, you'd make me so mad, Judy. I'd see you so happy and I'd want to smack my husband. <laughs> and I go, oh, okay. <laughs> so you never know, do you? Who's looking behind from their curtains? And, you know, it's funny because now and again, if I see a little knit curtain, I go, morning. <laughs> it was her son that she met in the, in the, on, the, on the steps in the airport. That was on one side of the street. On the other side, I was preaching in Auckland, New Zealand, and this little beautiful little lady comes up to me and gives me a kiss on the cheek and says, would you give that to Judy and thank you for leading me to Jesus when I was seven years old? I said, no, give me another one, I'll give that to her. <laughs> that works too. And she was the daughter on the other side of the street and her mother, after we left, she gave her heart to Jesus, the mother did. Judy would, she, you know, she, all I know is this, I'm, I'm talking, I'm, I'm making, trying to create a pathway into your heart for the Holy Spirit tonight. Because you're the body of Christ. And so often we look at people, 
at the front of the church and look at some gifted person and we're saying, I could never be like that and we switch down. But tonight I've come tonight to push your button to switch you up. It's, 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 it's not about you. It's about what's on you, what's in you. I said it's not about anything else. It's about what's in you and on you. I find it's the Holy Spirit that takes human beings and turns them into supernatural beings. I said the Holy Spirit takes ordinary beings and turns them into supernatural beings. It's the Holy Spirit that does that. I can go home now. I'm serious about this. Please, this is not just another message. The Holy Spirit proves himself to be here. He wants to take you somewhere tonight. And let's admit that we're all just ordinary people. All of us are just ordinary people tonight. And, and it's ordinary people taken from all kinds of locations in life. But the difference is when the Holy Spirit comes on our orderliness, it changes us. I said when the Holy Spirit comes on your ordinariness, it changes the whole dimension of living. And that's what I'm saying. I had a young man who gave his heart to Jesus in the back of a paddy wagon on the way to, the way to prison. The Holy Spirit turned up. He gave his heart to the Lord. No one preached at him. The Holy Spirit turned up for him. He just had a funeral uh, service just recently. He's, and that, what he does is, apart from his job, he takes, he's like a funeral celebrant now. He just had a funeral service and 70 people came forward and gave their life to Christ at the funeral service. He was on his way to jail when I first met him. God takes their ordinance and turns everything around. Amen. Who's with me here? Please hear me. The Holy Spirit's coming on us tonight. I have no, I have no shadow of doubt for those that can hear me. This is not a message. This is a cry and a plea for you to let go your ordinariness and embrace the supernatural power of God on who you are so he can take you somewhere where you're going to be fruitful and productive. And how long, however long it takes, who cares? But if he, he'll come on you and he'll turn your ordinance into supernatural glory. My God. I know I'm right. I'm one of those boys. I wasn't on my way to jail, but I was in jail. My own jail. I created It's the Holy Spirit that comes on us and gives us the value of our life. I said it's the Holy Spirit that comes on us and gives us the value of our life. i got to say it again for someone in the back row who can't hear me. Well, someone's not quite hearing me. 
Because all you can hear is who you are as the son of or the daughter of. No, no, you're a son of God who, who loved you so much. I don't care what's going on inside your head right now. I want you to hear me. Your father loved you so much. Your father loved you so much that he killed his son to redeem you and make your life valuable. Then he gave the Holy Spirit to come and live through you so you can make it. You can't make it without him because you live with human endeavor to try and please your father and you don't have the capacity. Please. Some of you, I know this, you've heard this a thousand times. But if we'd really got it, we'd be changing the world. Tonight, the Holy Spirit's here. He's asking you if you'll make room. Judy's mum was, I don't know, how old was she when she passed away? 93. She had the biggest group of young girls in the church. At 90, she had the biggest group because of the Spirit of God on her. I'll never forget Meg. How could I? She's had enough. She wants to go home. She's lying in her bed, eyes closed, worn out. And I'm waiting on for Jesus to come and take her because I'm sick of waiting around for her to go. I want to go home. <laughs> I knew she was going, why don't you just go while I'm there? So I said to her, she, I mean, I, she, she was asleep. She was just conscious. Well, she looked like she was unconscious. She obviously wasn't unconscious because I said to her, I said, Peg, we all called her Peg, Jesus is coming for you. The hospital wants the bed. <laughs> Do you know what her reply was? I thought she was almost unconscious. She opened her eyes and looked at me with a grin on her face and said, yes, for you. <laughs> that was rude of her, wasn't it? Good honour. But that's, that's life. She had a different life inside her. It's the life of the Spirit of God. Please hear me. I'm dead serious. The Spirit of God makes all the difference. I said the Spirit of God makes all the difference. I've told all my stories. All I know from me is that I can't live without the Holy Spirit. I can't. There's no way can I do this. Would you let go everything you're holding on to tonight about you that you think it disqualifies you? The Spirit of God's all over you tonight, sir. I'm telling you that right now. The Spirit of God's coming for you. Come, come up here. Let me pray with you. Your hope tonight is the Holy Spirit.
bet you hope. Not you're trying. If you knew what to do, you'd do it. If you had the strength, you'd do it. But you don't have the strength. And I'm, I'm just coming to let you know that love does it. Love's already touched you. But you're about to find out what love has produced in you. The right, the right for the Holy Spirit to enthrone himself in your life. My God, that's the breath of God on you. Right now, this is bigger than your brain. Right now, if you could work out what you could do to, to please the Father, you would. He doesn't want you working. He just wants to receive the power to please Him. It's in the person of the Spirit. He comes over you and on you and through you. He's a person who comes and shows you the Father's heart. And Father, right now, I thank you for breaking off this orphaned heart right off me. This orphaned heart that doesn't know what you're really like, Daddy. I break it off him tonight. I break the orphaned heart off him. So now, Father, you can have access to him and show him through your spirit. There it is. That's the power of God on you right now. Visit him. Visit him. Visit him. Visit him. That's the presence of God on you right now. It's all right. It's a safe place. I'm praying that it increase a hundredfold on your life. Keep going, buddy. Don't stop. What makes a difference is the presence of the Holy Spirit, not just in a meeting like this, but you leave with it on you and in you. And tomorrow you wake up and you nurture that and you pay attention to it. You can offend the Holy Spirit by ignoring him. Some of you have ignored him. You haven't treated him like he's a person. He is a person. He's the third member of the Godhead. He's really a person. You can offend him just by ignoring him and not giving him the right to do what he wants to do and then it's to come into your world and bring the pleasure of the Father to your heart. To reveal the love that the Father has for you. I know you're here tonight because you want to please Father, Father. You're here because you want to learn something. But I, want to, I don't want you to learn something. I want you to experience something. You can learn a lot of things in your head because you've been trained to live in your head. So I'm coming tonight to tell you that if you let your heart experience God, your heart will tell your head how to think. Hello? Let your heart tell you how to think you know church people get the church leaders get all upset about anger 
anger is not the problem. The Bible says, be angry and sin not. You can be angry. It's not the anger. It's what's underneath the anger that's causing the anger that the problem is. And the anger, what the anger really is, is atheism. Behind the anger is atheism because what we're not doing, we're not trusting the Father. Can you hear what I'm saying? So it's not the anger. It's what's creating the anger. And the, ring, the reason the anger is there is because there's not a trust in the Father heart of God to be able to set you free or to deliver you. And it doesn't just, I'm not talking about anger. I'm talking about a lot of things. At the surface, it looks really bad, but underneath it all is the disbelief in our heart that we can't trust. And tonight, the church has not trusted the Holy Spirit. We think we can do it better. We think it's up to us to, to do whatever's got to be done. No, sir. Let the Holy Spirit do it for you and through you. I remember I, I was a sucker, a cigarette smoker. I was just a sucker. And I was a, it was a, I tried so hard to stop smoking, but the more I tried to stop smoking, the more I smoked. And I can remember throwing a packet of tobacco over the fence, saying, I'm finished. I was going to my farm this day and I was driving up the road and I was so, with cigarettes, it was a roll of cigarettes, I'm sorry, about 20 of them. And I threw them over the fence and I'm finished. Three or four hours later, I'm driving back down, climbing over the fence and to have a look where the cigarettes were. I was hoping I might find them. I was so desperate. You can't tell me I was not desperate, but I was trying. I, I gave up trying. I started just waiting on God. I can, I can remember the day I walked out of the back door of my house and never smoked again. It wasn't, it wasn't me, it wasn't the trying that was going to help me. It was the grace that came to me. And the grace, grace, by grace are you saved through faith. You're saved by grace through faith if there's no grace you're not going to find faith grace is called the Holy Spirit the spirit of grace I'm saying today God wants you to move into a supernatural dimension inside your life by accepting this the Holy Spirit who's going to bring the grace that's going to birth the faith for you to go to the next level Who's with me here? So we're looking tonight for the visitation of the Spirit of God so we can move forward. Otherwise, you're going to try and be a good Christian. You're going to try and hear more sermons. And you're going to get, by trying, you're going to get more religious than you ever were. Please don't become a Pharisee. Let the Spirit of God come. Am I right? So we're going to surrender our efforts tonight. We're going to yield. Let stuff go. And we're just going to 
let the Spirit of God, we're going to let hunger, we're going to let hunger rise in us because hunger in the spiritual realm makes you more hungry. If, you have a, if you're hungry and you have a meal, you have a big meal and then you're not hungry. But when you come to a meeting like this and you're hungry you, and you, you just want more, so you keep getting more hungry and finally the Spirit of God turns up. We're not backing off tonight. We're putting us, we're taking one step into a new territory. And I don't care if you speak in tongues and, and you've had experience. I'm telling you, there's that's, that's, that's more. Hey, listen, they filled the water pots up to overflowing. I know it is to have a, a bucket of water. I carried buckets of water around cow sheds for years. And I didn't feel them too full because they spilt. A bucket's not full until it's overfilled. Until it's spilling over the top. Some of you might think you're filled, but you're not overflowing. So those are filled. The, and that's what they did. They filled those water pots full to overflowing. Tonight, the Spirit of God wants to come and overflow you. Would you let him? Would you take control off your, off your life so he can do it? Would you stop trying to figure out when you think you're feeling when you're not filled? Are you going to put the brakes on when you think, oh, this, this is my... Or, or you, you're afraid about you might get taken out of control? Yes, if the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will get taken out of control. He wants you out of control. He wants you under his control because the fruit of it is much better than what you would have if you remain in control. Am I right? That's scary for some people who are, who are control freaks. Would all the control freaks raise their hand? Most of us. Most of us. We don't like being out of control. But I'm telling you, if you're out of control under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you, it's going to be the Holy Spirit that's going to manifest yeah. itself. Yeah. Come on. Please. You want me to get overflowed with the Spirit so you can get touched? It's freaky. Because I know I can't do it without letting go. I want the person that's trouble with you have you, for no reason at all you just go into your heart palpitations you got your heart races on you who's that person it just seems to go it just, it just starts up there's no you, it just starts up who's that person someone's got that yeah come on let me pray for you I had to let go to say that because I could be wrong but I how long you had that for Visit him, Father. Visit him, Father. I command that to stop immediately. Right now. So thank you, Father. So thank you, Father. I'm taking my healing. I'm taking my healing. That's it, Father. 
Jesus' name, I stop it by the power of the living, by the power of the Holy Spirit. We set him free. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for it, Lord. You really don't need me here if you're open to the Holy Spirit right now. The Holy Spirit has just come in in a different at a different level just then. Who felt the atmosphere change? That's why I'm talking about nurturing. Nurturing this atmosphere. So you can have this happen for you without me around. You don't need me. You need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can show. I release the prophetic anointing on my life over this meeting right now. I release it. I release it. I release the power of your presence. I release it. Receive. Receive. It's the Holy Spirit that unlocks and releases you that's what the prophetic, it's not just about foretelling and foretelling. I, I keep saying because I want the church to buy into what I'm saying. You need the prophetic anointing you to, to unlock you and release what's inside of you. It's not about, pro, you, can, you can encourage someone out with the prophetic. This, but I'm talking about an anointing on your life that unlocks you, that the Spirit of God lets you free. I just want to get free from, from this whole thing of trying to learn things. Because what happens when you start learning a whole lot of things, you start getting proud about what you've learned. I'm not talking about learning things. I'm talking about catching something. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit coming. All right. If you just build from what you've learned, then that's what you keep doing. And what happens when you do that, you, you, you miss the fact that the, the, of missing about who's the one that created you in the first place. Right now, the Holy Spirit wants you to know that what you learn is not much. But what comes on you is everything. Who hurt me? What you learn is not much. But what comes on you is everything. Maybe some of you need to learn how to receive. How to let go. We, we did it this morning. Maybe it's time to do it again. So you don't forget. Everyone stand up for a minute. I might be taking my time, but I'll tell you what. If, if 10 people got this tonight, 
and they change and it changed the world, then I feel it's effective. I don't really want to preach to followers, I want to preach to disciples. I've been preaching to followers for years. What I love about this church is that I love that you don't get an atmosphere like this without there be disciples who actually embrace the principles. We're going to hand everything in our life over to the Holy Spirit right now. Hold out your arms in front of you. I want to put your family, your concerns, your health, everything about your life we're going to hand it over to Jesus. I want you, it's like you're putting it all in a basket and we're about to hand it over to Jesus. One more time. Some of you have already done this, but it's the result of this important that we learn that we don't do this just in church. We do this in our day. We stop when there's a stuff that's bothering you. We stop and we hand it over so the Holy Spirit can occupy the space. We're going to make space for the Holy Spirit right now. Put all those things in your arm right now. I'm going to go three, two, one, zero. I want you to just drop it at your feet. Three, two, one, zero. Drop it. He's, it's at your feet. Don't you dare pick it up again. I want everyone to turn around and face the back wall. Where's it all? It's behind you. Is that right? In your heart, just imagine you're walking out the back. You're striding out. You're walking away from it all. You're not taking it with you. You're making room for the Spirit of God. Now turn around and face me. All that stuff that you were carrying, he's got it. Hallelujah. He's got it. Don't you dare pick it up again. I said, don't you dare go back and pick it up. What did I just say? Don't what? Well, you, you can do it if you want to, but you'll just get back to where you were before. But I'm saying right now, you've just made space. For the Holy Spirit. Now there's room for Him. But I'm not going to release it right now because I don't know what the time is. But take a seat for a minute. I just want to make a thorough job of this. This might be the last chance you ever get to preach in this church. I might mess it up. <laughs> I've got to baptize this woman tonight yet. Well, man, I guess, no, I'm not. I'm not going to. I just got that look. <laughs> You're the head of the house. Can I? You're scared, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, come on. Come on, be a man. Yeah, I know you're scared of her. I am too, so that's why I'm not doing it. I love this couple, don't worry about that. I just get this bottle of water and I feel this tendency. I want to come over here. This is what you call self control. 
I hope the Holy Spirit's got a sense of humour. I'm in trouble, eh? I wouldn't do that to her. No one would do it to him. I want them to be my friends. I need a few friends. Oh, my God. Am I helping you, though? Seriously, am I helping you? Please, don't be afraid of the unknown. Otherwise, you just be coming to church listening to sermons for the rest of your life, and that's so boring. They can be great sermons, but they're always going to just be more information. Thank God this is not what you, you, you get more than information in this church. You had a visitation of the Holy Spirit in the first part of the service, and the woman hasn't even opened her mouth yet. That's the foundation of what you've been born into. But we've got to take it to another level now. We're going to take what's in here out there. Am I right? Who wants to? Are you prepared to go to the unknown? Are you prepared to let grace come on you today? So you can go to where you can't go without Him? The Spirit of grace is here to to flood you, to overflow you, to make you drunk. Ha ha. Now, who wants to be drunk? One or two. Some of you are a bit scared of it. Well, they were drunk on the day of Pentecost. And so, no, we're too sophisticated for that. I was going to stay with what I know. And let the rest of the world go to hell. No, that's not how I feel about it all. If I can... All I know when I look at people that don't know Jesus. There's no eyes that have ever looked at them. It doesn't mean something to God. I love that about Judy when I watch her with the kids in the street. Those kids, railway kids, their, their parents were just alcoholics and just going nowhere. But she took him into the home and gave him a mum. She became a mum to them. She didn't know that. She just did it. But the Spirit of God went with her. And the Holy Ghost got on those kids. Come on. They're standing today. That young girl I met, met in Auckland, she's a pastor's wife today. The young guy next door, loving God. Because Judy, just let the Spirit of God get on her. Come on. I'm taking my... There's more happening here than just me talking. Please, understand that. Just open your heart up. What time is it? Two hours gone by. I better hurry up, hadn't I? Okay. Who's the person that has stomach cramps? Someone has stomach cramps. This is called the word of knowledge. I ask God to let me have. He doesn't need me. 
I loose it off her completely. Never to come back again. Never in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, by the power of your eternal spirit, we release it from her. My God. Why doesn't somebody bold enough to ask God to give them the word of knowledge? So that when they meet somebody, they can, it might be simple for a start. You don't even say, God, you don't say, God showed me that you are my. You say, Do you have any migraines? Do you have trouble with? And that lets you off the hook if you're not right, because it gives you enough confidence to go back and have another crack at it. <laughs> and you give yourself by grace. You're not trying to be smart, you're trying to be helpful. I'm trying to love people. Who's with me here? Who would like the word of knowledge? Stand up. Thank you, Father. And this, well, no, I'm going to release it, and then I'm going to show you how I do it, how I, how I started doing it. Open your heart. Hopefully there's, there's, hope, I hope there's lots of space in you to receive. Father, over this congregation, I release the word of knowledge. I release it. I release it. Receive. Receive. Take it. This is where the grace on you receives it. So I'm receiving by, I'm receiving by grace by faith by faith I take it by faith I take it yeah. take your seats don't try and be ultra spiritual about it don't go and try I've got this word of knowledge now look out here I come Maybe even with your kids, parents, with your kids. But this is what I, this is how I started. I like pickling this guy. His face is pickling me. See, this is what I do. He looks pretty healthy to me. But, but I'd start and I'd look at someone and I'd, in my, in my heart, I'll follow the, I'll come here, I'm starting, I'm going down over the side of his face. I'm coming down around across the face, down the other side, across the and I'm following until I feel a sense, a sense or restriction in my spirit, and I'd stop. I'd ask God to show me what it is. And while I'm talking to you, I'm still, I'm still carrying on down around his body. But what, and I'm sensing, this is what I'm sensing. I'm sensing a, like a, a restraint on my own spirit across here. And straight away, it's, it's, it's more about the fact that God is arresting his life, arresting his heart, and bringing change. And so there's a kind of restraint, not, not, a, not a negative restraint, but a, an operation of God going on in you. And that's what I'm sensing. Sometimes it might be towards a sickness or a heart condition or something. But that's where I start from. I don't even, I don't, you don't have to say it to him, but you could say, do you have any trouble across your chest here? If they say no, they say, so I'm just, I just wondered. 
I like you as a person. I'm just practicing. If it's a Christian, practice on Christians. But I'm telling you, if your heart's caught up in it, there's nothing wrong with that. You're not doing it for you're not doing it for selfish ambition. You're not doing it to try and prove I've got a ministry of word and knowledge. If that's you, would you please stop it? I can't stand it. People trying to prove they've got some ministry. Who you are is more important than what you do. You're a son of God. You're a daughter of God. And the power of God's on you. And just be happy with that. And just let God love on you. And you, out of the love you've got, you'll start flowing in something. Am I right? If someone's trying to practice on you, just tell them, stop practicing on me. I love you who you are. Don't try and be something. All right, I really need to. Hello, you st you're still in the you he, he hasn't gone to sleep, has he? I like it about him. Well, I, I, I just got to try and close this off. I hope I've created an expectation because we're going to open the, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get loose with the Holy Ghost here in a minute. But I want you to receive. It's called impartation and... and in the atmosphere and I'm holding back here because God did more behind your back than in front of your face it's not, it's not me sitting here talking that's going to do it what I'm doing is trying to align your heart so you can receive from God and if you don't like this kind of meeting well kick me out <laughs> I'm just trying to be smart I'm just saying it's going to get worse than this before it goes there's going to be a lot more silences and why God doesn't visit you. Come on. The Holy Spirit is desperate to break loose in this church. He does break loose, but he's coming at a higher level. He's coming at a higher level. This church is the seedbed for the future. It's the seedbed for the future. Come here, you two. I just see a harvest field. I said, you're in the middle of a harvest field. You're in the middle of a harvest field. And the grace of God is on your life. And the enemy has tried to distract you and take your attention away from the grace that God's put on your life. And tonight... I'm telling you, I've come to tell you that the enemy has tried to has tried to break up the strength of who you are together and who you are as people. And tonight the Spirit of God's come to let you know that you're called and summoned to his presence. And tonight, sir, the power of God comes on you. You're coming out of your head and into your heart. You're coming out. Just just let him have your heart. And all the stuff. Nothing matters for you tonight except the love of God. And I'm talking about six other people in the room at the same time. Yeah, that's the power of God. Life. 
Don't get knees here right now. Just keep giving your heart over it. Let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. Keep letting it go. Don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. Nothing matters tonight. Nothing matters, sweetheart. I love you, kid. Absolutely love you. Here it is, the spirit of grace. This is the spirit of grace. It's 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 the spirit of grace. That's what makes it all work. You can try all your life. Tonight, I break every lie of the devil. I break every lie of the devil. Every lie of the devil. And I release the spirit of grace. I release the spirit of grace. Thank you, Lord. Oh. same annoying sitting on the whole meeting. Am I right? Who felt the impact of that? Would you please just receive it? You're not, you're not spectators, you're recipients of the presence. This is as much for you as it is for them. If you're smart, you'll, you'll open your hearts up and you'll receive what they're receiving. If you're smart, you will. Come on, boy. You two from front. Both of them up here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Please, you're not being a spectator here. You're receiving of the anointings in this room, and it's taking new places. If I do it, you can do it. If you open your spirit up, you'll take of the anointings on my life. I'm better looking, all those all together. <laughs> That's what I'm called to do, to bring blessing. That's what you're called to do. You just start doing it, please. Run the hell out of them. <laughs> Come here. at a whole new level. Come on, girls, both of you come, both of you come, both of you, both of you come, yeah, both of you, yeah, you do, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Understand, says God, I've come to take you to a new place inside your heart. 
understands this God. I've come to visit you. I've called you. Even while you're in your mother's womb, I summons you to my presence and purposes. Understand, says God, by grace and by love, I'm going to open the doors of heaven and unlock my blessing. Understand the day that I've apprehended you. God, I don't know if there's someone here that you've never given your heart to Jesus, but please don't go home tonight without without the sense of the presence of God over you. I want to lead you to Jesus. My God, the river of life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Gotcha. beyond the capacity to understand says God why I called you why you're brought to this place that I might reveal myself that I might bring change not just to you but to those around you says God I'm gonna I'm causing you to be a life giver a transformer of the love and the power of my presence be not afraid Understand, I will protect you. I, I will protect you, says God. I'm more capable of protecting you than you are protecting yourself, says God. My God. I will deal with your adversary. I will deal with your enemies. I'm the God of your salvation. I'm the God of your salvation. Understand, wait on me. I will bring blessing and not cursing. Who's hearing me? He's the God of our salvation. He's the God of our salvation. And he's given you the Holy Spirit as your guardian. My God, don't resist it. I really believe that you're under arrest by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> not, you're not going to jail. <laughs> Aren't you relieved? Yeah. You're coming out. I'm going to release this God, the heartbeat of the evangelist. I'm releasing the heartbeat of my love. I'm giving you a spirit of wisdom and understanding, says God, of the human heart. And I was, I, it's like, it's almost like I see a lawyer inside of you that knows how to bring justice for the people. You're going to bring justice for the people and judgment on, oh, can I have a prayer? Father, I place that prophetic anointing over her. Over her. 
Oh God, she speaks into the darkness. And I release a spirit, oh God, of intercession for the burden of the people. A burden of the people. A burden of the people shall come on you. I will give you those as gifts that I might receive them into an eternal habitation. I see you walking amongst those of influence, but you carry more influence. The power of God's on you. Someone here has a problem with this plane. Who's that person? Someone has problems with this plane. Who's that? Someone's got it. Don't be frightened. Someone has it. I just... No? I'm very surprised. Please don't come up to me after because the anointing is on me now. I'm not God. I can get it wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. No? Okay. But I think we should, we should just let the anointing loose tonight. Have I helped you tonight? Yes. You're not going to go home and say, oh, that was a good meeting, just leave it there, are you? You're going home to nurture the Holy Spirit. Talk to him like he's a person. Ask him to, to come in on your life. You carry it. You're ordinary, but God turns your ordinaries into supernatural. Gideon was the least in his father's house. So, and he said, my father's house is the least in all Israel. He got the wrong person, but God anointed him. And he saved Israel from their enemies. Japheth was a son of a harlot. His half-brothers threw him out of home because of his background. But God raised him up, clothed him. He became a judge in Israel. We can go right through the Bible and look at people. Look at David. I mean, he was no angel, was he? Read his history. He was no angel, but he had a heart after God, and God redeemed him because of his heart. Tonight, God wants to redeem you because of your heart, not because of the things you've done wrong. And when you poise your heart towards God tonight, He's going to come in like a flood. And some of you, you've got to let him take you outside of who you are. If I didn't let God do what that was me, then I'd still be back in my hometown of 800 people. Doing nothing. Tonight, there's a voice in your heart that wants to speak out of you. When the Spirit of God comes on, he turns you into another person. Come on. I don't care what age you are. I said, I watched my 90-year-old mother-in-law be the most attractive person on the planet. All these young girls want to hang around her, even though she used to tell them off. And they took it. Now, her daughter tells me off. And I've got to listen. 
Am I helping you? Is it time to go home? Let the Holy Spirit on you. God, I can tell you what. I want to pray for you. Come up and let me pray. Both of you come out. I'm going to show you something. Come out to both of you. It's the Spirit of God on you that makes the difference. It's who you are. But who you are in the Holy Spirit. Father. <laughs> I haven't done anything. She's laughing at me and I haven't done anything. <laughs> Spirit of God gets on me. It's what's honest that counts. It's what can I have her back, please? Just take her hand. Take her hand. Just say, say this. Just, just say this. Say this after me. This is this. Say Jesus. Say Jesus. Jesus. What I have. What I have. I give it away. Okay. No, no, blow on her. Blow on her. And what? <laughs> I love it. Hey, come here. all the days of his life. He carries all the days of his life. The burden of the Lord comes on him tonight. The burden of the Father, he lives with it. He lives with the burden of the Father of his generation. 
The mouth of the preacher says it. The mouth of the preacher says it as it is. In righteousness and in holiness, the word of the Lord flows over his lips, bringing conviction, bringing change of heart, change of mind. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. My God, what are these oldies on? What, they, what drugs are they taking? <laughs> oh, God. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the best medicine you could ever take. Thank you, Lord. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of intercession for His. Oh, my God, the Spirit of intercession on Him. He's a seer, He'll see. You will see what's in their hearts. You'll know what to speak. With boldness and authority, you'll speak. My God. My God. Come here, buddy. Why you come back up? There's a legacy in the house. I'm not just saying this. I'm not just doing this because it's a nice thing to do. I'm doing it because the spirit of the house is in these kids. Got a picture of me on the front of you there. <laughs> Have you seen me lately? <laughs> I hope the Holy Spirit's got a good sense of humor, eh? It's true, it's true. You know what? You're going to be worded, man, a few words. But what words you do speak is going to pierce the heart and bring the presence of God to life. I, I believe that even right now the spirit of boldness is coming on you and you're going to see the down and broken kids and you're going to pray for them and the spirit of God's going to fall on them. I tell you, the power of God is going to flow through like a river through you. And I'm telling you, without you even trying, the spirit of God's going to touch kids. In, out, even out of your innocence, the power of God is going to touch your hearts. All you do is the, you're the carrier, you're the you're the vet, you're the you're the water tank, water tower. I mean, you're the you're, I'm drunk myself. <laughs> you're the, the vessel that carries the the presence. If I were you, I would just pull on the atmosphere that's in this room. I can't, I'd love to lay hands on every person in the room, but I, I don't have that time. But, but what's on me is, is in, it's on me for you to take it off me. Please take it. Draw it. Just shut your eyes and just pull on the atmosphere. My God. Wisdom and understanding is going to be your primary gift. Wisdom and understanding is the teacher inside of you, the instructor inside of you. And I, I can see even... I can see within two or three years, two years, you've got, you're instructing kids in a class. You've got a group of kids around you and you're fathering them with a father's heart at a young age. I placed that father's heart in him. Thank you, Lord. My Lord, my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Oh, God. 
Take it. 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 Changes the way we think. I said it changes the way we think. Presence of the Almighty. Today, love picks you up and takes you where you got to go. Does it by his presence. Thank you, Lord. It's in the atmosphere, isn't it? not hurrying because it's God just doing something in the atmosphere isn't he I mean if, if, if you're feeling uncomfortable you just drop into your heart please because let me tell you this God will offend your mind to reveal what's in your heart can you hear me if your heart's not right he's going to offend you tonight and that's what he's out to do because he doesn't want your mind he wants your heart I said, God offends the mind to reveal what's in the heart. And right now, across this building, he's saying, I want to visit my people. what this woman teaches is it <laughs> could I have a lesson or two God's after you. I'm telling you, I'm serious about that. You're nailed. He's got, got, you've got no say about your future. Ha, ha, ha. He's got it. You can yield to it or you can say no to it. You want to say yes to it, don't you? Oh, I'll say yes to it. Yeah, of course you can. Let me pray for you. Bring it to it. Christ is coming. say yes. Both of say yes to the word of God and thing. It's, it's the grace of God coming to you. My God. 
important even in your relationship. Visit her. Visit him. Visit him. Visit him. Visit him. Don't stop drinking now. That's just where you start drinking now. <laughs> you can drink more lying down, you can't stand enough. Look at his flipping head's getting in the way. I keep picking on him, but he keeps. Way Salvation Army people behave, is it? <laughs> I'm going to tell on you. I've been told on by the best. <laughs> I'd love to give him a Salvation Army meeting right now. Of all the oldies. I tell you, William Booth would be, wouldn't be more happier than right now with this guy. Father, visit this house. Come on, visit the house, Lord. I'm trying to close the meeting, but I'm not making a very good job of it, so. Why everyone shut your eyes? Just stay seated, but shut your eyes. Open up your heart. Please, take the break off your brain. But today God's coming to refresh in your heart. But I'll tell you what I'll tell you why I'm here. It's not for this meeting. It's what happens tomorrow. From here on in. That's what I'm here for. Not tonight. It's whether you're going to nurture what's been said tonight. And I haven't said much really. But if you don't go home and nurture what the atmosphere is to your own heart, then it's it just closes up and It sounds like the train's about to depart. <laughs> I love it. That's oh, awesome. The presence of God, there's no, there's no substitute for it. Come on. Please. I plead with you to go home and spend some time just letting the Holy Spirit get to you. Your brain might get in the way a few times on the way learning how to just to settle and letting God get at you. But please make room for him. You're going to thank God for me in a three or four years' time when the darkness of the, of the earth is encroaching on you, trying to get to so think like they're thinking. It's bad enough now. It's not going to get any better. It's going to get, the only way it's going to get better is for you to turn up and give them another, give them another face to God. You give God a face. I said, you give God a face. I give God a face. I hope it's a face that, that, that he, it causes people to shine. But I'm only one person. If we could get you shining. My God. If you could just pick up what's on me tonight. I never earned this. It's grace that got me. And it's grace is going to get you there. But you've got just a more important ministry as I have. But you can't do it by yourself like I can't do it by myself. You can only do it as the Spirit of God rests on you, on your shoulders. Father God, I release the presence of God over this building right now as we close.
visit them. Visit the house. My God. My God. And I haven't prophesied over these two, but I can tell you this, that the best is about to happen. But above it all, above everything else, what God's called you to do is prepare the, prepare the leaders for the next move. It's to prepare the leaders for the, it's to prepare the men for what's coming. To prepare the woman and the men for what's coming. And it's what's in your heart is to raise up disciples. I hear God saying, it's, it, it not, it's, it's the disciples that he wants. It's not the followers. You're not called to raise up followers. You're called to raise up disciples. My God. The disciples that, that know the power of his presence. God's given you favor with men. And I tell you what, man, I'll tell you right now, let me pray with you. I'll pray. Father. You know, there's a, there's a kind of, you've modeled something, but it's going to another level. It, the ministry aspect of your call is going to, it's going to start moving into an apostolic influence. That what you teach here is going to go further afield. It's going to start. You're going to start pioneering, and other people can see what you got in the house, and other other churches are going to want it. And that's what I see. I see you pioneering something that to, to go further than the four walls of this house. And it's like an apostolic influence is coming over you, particularly for men. You raise up men. Father, you give him the leaders. I call from the north, from the south, from the west. My God, I call from the north, the south, the east. I summon men into this house to be prepared for the harvest that's to come. My God, men of pure motive, pure hearts, clean. They're going to carry the cleanness and the holiness of God in their spirit. Father God, I thank you for the governmental anointing as it rests on his shoulders. Isaiah 9-7, of the increase of his government, there is no end. The increase, increase is on him. The increase of governmental authority, and you're to take it. You're to take it. No longer do you walk in the shadows of another's call. You walk in the strength of your own call with a new authority on it. With boldness and clarity of spirit, you make claims on the government of God to shift what's got to be shifted. And I see a spirit of deliverance on you too. Men will get delivered from their uncleanness. They'll get delivered from their uncleanness. Bold of spirit. It doesn't matter those that don't receive you because there's more going to receive you than not receive you. Thank you, Lord. God. You know, I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm scared sometimes what I say. But I see worship conferences coming out of your house where they come from all over the nation to touch the worship of this house. There'll come a day where God's going to say, do it. Because I tell you what, there's a shortage of the presence in worship. And people are going to see it and know it and say, that's what I want. 
And there'll come a day where you run a worship conference and they'll come from all over the place to touch the heart for worship. Oh, God. I release the presence of God over this house. Our Holy Spirit, occupy the heart right now. Occupy the heart. That little lady there, can you just, just stand up with you. Just stand up right. Just stand up there. Just stand up. Father, God summoned you out right now. You've come out of something and coming into something. I said you come out of something to come into something. God's taking you out to bring you in. No longer looking back. You're not looking back anymore. No longer looking back, but looking out and up. And you're going you're gonna to speak your testing with confidence and power because it's going to deliver many out of the pain of yesterday. People are going to come out of their pain because you've, you've told your story you've told your, and it set them free. I release the power of God over her. I release the prophetic anointing that unlocks others. In Jesus' name, take it. Take it. Take it. Receive it. I unlock her in Jesus' name. I unlock her story. Boldness comes over her. Fearlessness comes over her. No longer timid. No longer hiding. But out in the front where a testimony is told. All right. Can I go home now? Hey, church, I love you guys. I love this church. I love the leaders. It's going somewhere. Just come with help. But the greatest thing I say tonight, please don't underestimate who you are. But the only way that's ever going to come out of who you are is when for you to love the Holy Spirit as being the, the agent of God in you. Thank you so much.